Guys, howdy. Let me just say from the bottom of my heart. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, um, guys, it's a solo podcast for Friday, y'all. I've had enough. And I, I tried hard. I tried hard to convince myself that maybe one of these podcast made with um some of my other guests would would turn out you know well or fine or make me a little bit of money you know but i i just like i can't you know it it's it didn't turn out the way i wanted to turn out and i'm not saying i'm not blaming anyone it's not anyone's fault but here at the front office officials we have a degree a standard of performance that i like to uphold at um all times and this degree of performance is what keeps me going you know it's what gives me the drive to create things to create emotion and things like this for the viewers you know for the content and I and there were a lot of good segments in my other podcast that I accidentally didn't record and all that audio is gone but I mean goodness me y'all and you know I just want to say Guys, it, it's not the end of the world, but it is pretty close right now. It's 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., and I got to go to bed in a few because I'm tired as fuck. But I'm going to do solo podcasts. <laughs> oh. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. But, you know, I feel like this is a, I feel like this is a good time to just... To just go over a few of the topics that I, I never got to. Um, I never got to go over, you know, with um, the guests that I, I did have, you know. And it's not even like they're guests, you know. It's just hard to get guests on without them charging you. And I'm not in a position where I can give up money for these people, you know. It's not something that's important to me. But, you know, I'm just going to go down the line of list. And hopefully from the ashes of destruction come out a better society. <clears throat> Is podcasting for older gentlemen around the ages of 30, maybe pushing 40 or even older? You know, I like to think maybe. Yes. I mean, you got to look at the you got to look at the people, you know, who are who do podcasts. Will Sasso, Joe, number 1, Brendan Shaw, Brian Callen, Theo Vaughn, Theo Vaughn's 34. Uh Crystalia, uh Bobby Lee, Kayla, uh Quincy you know, all these people, they're, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty, they're on the older side, you know, they're getting pretty old gray hairs, um, carpets that are, that are very dark and bland colors, um, vinyl records and stuff like that. Like, it's a very old type of vibe. And it, it, I, I do get it's not for old, it's not for younger people, you know, a lot of people don't have the attention span. Most kids here, they like to listen to Juice World's album, even though it's very average. And you know what? You could talk shit about me saying that this is insensitive as fuck. But you know what? You know what's not? You know what's insensitive? Fucking messing around and janking around a person's music without, without them being there live to, to look over it. Get real. Get fucking real. Oh, my goodness. Also, guys, we got to stay humble, you know? We, we, like, that's just like a big... It's a big problem with a lot of the personalities on podcasts and YouTube like all oh, these uh big beefs you know um 
these more delightful gentlemen, they, they're not really humble, you know, they take a lot of things for granted, but I, I don't think, I don't take things for granted. I take everything very, very to the heart, you know, I, I take things and I like to create the best situation out of it. And um, if you guys ever, uh, speaking about, you know, making things better, I mean, you guys ever been to, um, why am I asking you guys? That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I've been to churches, you know. I've been to I've been to a few churches in my time, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a good church goer. I like going, get a little bit of some of that church action, you know. See a little bit of theater, a little bit of a play. Watch the little children in their in their uh, white dresses sing a few songs and a few hymns for us. And I remember, you are well, not not most churches, but a lot of the churches that are, you know, on the, uh, this side of the spectrum, a lot of them judge you for what you wear, you know, that, and, and that's just something that, that, dude, get fucking real, man, are you, re- are you retarded, are you really making fun of what I'm wearing right now, dude, oh my god, bro, this fucking, uh, yeah, sure, it doesn't look fancy, but it fucking costs more than that fucking disgusting braided hair you got, and that, that, uh, what is that, corset, that corset that you're wearing around your fucking waist, you know, trying to make yourself look like, Something that you're not, you know, wearing that itty bitty uh, 3.5 waistband of a skirt on you, man. I mean, it's completely see through, and you're telling me that I look bad. And speaking of, you know, judging, have you ever, you guys ever, fuck, stop. <clears throat> you guys ever, um, fuck, why did I say you guys? Guys, I've been getting a lot of noise complaints for my, one of my backdoor neighbors. His name is, um, I forgot his name, it's a Mexican name, though. I think it's uh, Tostones. I think that's his name. But um, he's been complaining about a lot of the noises that has been going on in my household, you know. And... Oh, my God. The lights turned off, y'all. Oh, no. What the fuck? Dude, uh, like I was saying, you know, you gotta, you gotta be... You gotta put yourself in check, you know, you gotta look at yourself, be like, is this, am I the person, type of person to, am I the type of person to really be the one to give noise complaints, because if my bitch ass is yelling at my wife, because she can't fucking make tamales right, she can't pour a, a bowl of cereal for the kids, she can't drive, because she doesn't have a driver's license, or you're yelling at your kids, because they keep shitting on your porch, or they keep, um, they keep, ch- uh, ch- uh, ch- shake handling your dogs or something like that or they keep walking in on you and your wife doing um doing fine arts in the room and is that something is that something that's an example to other people to show them yeah i can give a noise complaint no it's not man you're making more noise than me okay i'm sitting over here yelling at a tv you're over there screaming at your wife because she can't cook that's a two different. That's that's two different things. I and I, you know, I, I do get you know a family life is hard to live with, and I feel like a lot of people do um, overrate it in some ways. But you gotta start looking at, hey man, there's also families out there that keep their family under control. You know, not outside the bar, not too inside the bar, a little bit by the fence. You know, but they keep them on edge, but they keep them still. And that is something I believe in, and not, not, not many people want to believe it because they think that yelling at their wives is going to fix everything, man. I mean, get fucking real, dude. Wives aren't going to listen to you, man. Oh, my God. Guys, you ever been to fast food restaurants? Anyway, um, circumcising during 
and I, um, you know, there's like some places out there that um, circumcise children and teens. Well, not children, teens. It's like some traditions do it at the age of like 13. Like it's like a bar mitzvah, but like gone fucked. You know, like it's the worst bar mitzvah you'll ever go to, man. Like, you know, you're trying to trying to take a sip of your coke and dance around with the hot Jewish girl, but no, man, you're fucking. You're watching Sh- uh, Shamama or Shabla or what's his name? Ahmed, you know, get his pecker cut off, you know, getting his uh, onions juiced, you know what I mean? Getting his uh, pre-workout mixed and it's all over the table, all that DNA sprayed out and it, it, and it is a mess, you know, and it's very traumatizing. A lot of people do get their, their circumcision cuts during you know, older years. And is it for good reason? Not really. I mean, you're basically just... It's such a bad process to begin with. Like, I feel like the only reason not many people do complain about it is because they only get it when they're a little kid, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't affect them in the way. Because when you're a little kid, your emotions are, are, mo- po- are more potent. But yet, your mind isn't fully formed. So you can't, you can't remember things like that, you know what I mean? But, you know, when you're older, around your teenage years, you know, around your years when you're um, ending off your era of fucking watching Victorious and now you're watching um, James Charles uh, touch little girls' face and put makeup on it all day, this is when you start to think, hey, man, I think I should get, I think I should get a circumcision. And that's not, and that's completely stupid. Very stupid, I mean... Get real. Get fucking real, y'all. Ugh, kids are traumatized. Parents sometimes force it on their kids because they don't want them to be... They don't want them to have, you know, certain diseases, you know, certain infections. That type of stuff. That, uh... The dark magic of, um... The STD world, you know? You don't want that all over your son's, uh... Creeper, you know? And... I get it, but... At the same time, it's not that big of a risk for such a painful experience and it's traumatizing you know i actually had i used to have a friend and um his heritage i forgot what he was he was probably um native american or something like that but they used to do circumcisions around the age of like 14 15 i remember he uh he didn't go to school for like two weeks and i went over to his house and he had like his pants right he had no not pants shorts like uh, you know, regular Adidas shorts, like pajamas. I'm like, well, dude, what, where, where were you, man? And what happened to you? Are, you? are you doing fine? Are you, did you fall in love or something, man? He's like, no, no, dude, I got circumcised. And, you know, you could see him trying to fucking space out the the gap between his, uh, his, his um, you know, little, uh, little Tweety Bird and uh, his shorts, you know, because I feel like it is painful. And I just, I felt so bad for him. And at one point, I accidentally threw a pillow at his, um, that little, uh, you know, that little cowabunga cow in his uh, pants. And he started crying, and I felt really bad. I drove home. I didn't drive home. I rode home in a scooter, and I cried to my mom, asked, telling, telling her that I hurt my friend, you know. And, um, yeah, anyway, all I'm trying to say is, man, circumcising is not something you want to do. Um, Bella Delphine's back, y'all. And people who support Bella Delphine are the biggest weirdos you'll ever fucking meet. That shit's just weird as hell. And it's it's not even like you should be attracted to her. Yeah, dude, she fucking wears elf ears and wears her socks all the way to, up to her knees. You know, I get why you're attracted to her. But you got to look at the facts, dude. What? Like, have you seen her real haircut? She looks like a fucking... She looks like the... the 
the lead drummer for uh, Metallica. Like, it, it's just not something, dude. She looks like, she looks like Grey Goose if it didn't have any alcohol in it. Like, that's what she looks like. It's disgusting. And people don't ever want to look at the past because they just want to look at the future, you know? But you got to learn from your past, man. But, um, guys, there's, um, did 6ix9ine break the street code? Yeah. You know, I've been wondering, hmm, I've been wondering about this for a while, you know, did he break the street code? And I like to think maybe he did, you know, he did. And it, it is funny the way he did break the street code, you know? Did 6ix9ine break the street code? Yeah, um, he did, man. He snitched on everyone. He was supposed to get 47 years, but he said he got two off parole, and then he got house arrest. <laughs> but he is a smart man, you know? He's a smart man. Keep his career going. But at the same time, he's dumb as fuck. You snitch on everyone in the rap world, bro? You're gonna get fucked, dude. Pop Smoke's gonna come back from the dead and pop your ass, dude. You got people like Snoop Dogg that's ready to, you know, cap you up, you know? You got people, T.I., Wiz Khalifa... Uh, Kid Leroy, uh, I don't know about Kid Leroy. Who do you snitch on? No, uh, Beyonce. What the fuck did Beyonce do? You know, she's a legend. You know, a very, very nice, voluptuous person. And he's snitching on all these people, you know, telling everyone, okay, everyone, everyone that's ever done music is a crip or a blood. Like, it just doesn't seem real, but these, uh, crazy, these crazy, um, retirement folk that are running the court system like to believe that. It is, and it is a, It is one of the burdens of having, you know, a court system like that. And at the same time, you got to think, like, why, why would they even listen to what he has to say, you know? Like, the guy looks like a, like a fucking, you know, you know what he looks like, man. He looks like those, uh, those old-ass fucking uh, coloring books you used to have at uh, when you were in first grade, you know, having a little bit of fun. And um, when you're having a little bit of too much fun, you start going outside the lines, you know, you start coloring outside the lines and your teacher would yell at you, spank you in the ass with a paddle, take away your candy, call your parents and uh, drive you home with them because you were behaving badly. And he looks like that, you know, and I wouldn't trust someone like that, especially especially after the things he's done, too. I mean, he has a lot of racketeering charges, so I'm sure that has to have accounted for something. But I mean, that just shows if. If you don't snitch, you're respected. But if you do snitch, you get a pretty big benefit. But you're also one of the most wanted, one of the most wanted to be killed people in the entire world, you know? So you got to get real with that. Guys, I just want to go and jump into, um, this can be a shorter podcast because I'm like actually really, really mad. And um, we're jumping into a fan segment, as I like to call it. Let me see if my thing... Unrecord. Oh my god, it's only been 14 minutes. You guys still there? Oh, okay. Yep, we're still there. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. 15 minutes, y'all. We just got to get through this, okay? So, you know, a lot of people starting to think to themselves, this corona is going to disrupt me, man. It's going to ruin my meditation, you know. It's going to ruin my, uh, my aura, if I might say, my energy. To, to really keep pushing forward, but if you got you got to fucking look at things like this, man. Like, hey, bro, is Corona even real? I think it's a figment of our imagination. That's what I think it is. I think it's, I think it's an illusion. You know, I think it's something that the government has driven so far into our minds that people will believe it. You know, like you guys, you guys start thinking, 
Who the fuck made who the fuck made the alphabet? Who chose when when did humans start choosing, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna go in this order, you know? Everything's a construct, man. And I think that's what Corona is. I think it's I think it's something that a group of programmers used, you know, and, and put into a system and put it into the into the government system to push out these these crazy buffoonish lies. But, you know, that's, that's all just a... It's like an absolute mess, you know? You gotta start thinking... <sighs> Mexico's worst crimes. Oh, God. I mean... Yeah, um, Mexico's worst crimes. I mean, you got to get real here. Mexico has been holding people like El Chapo, Pablo Escobar, and, and it's handles for quite a while. Mexico's one of the biggest drug-pinning countries in the entire world, and no one wants to ever take a look into it, you know, because the government there is corrupt. Of, um, it's very corrupt. They are uh, bribing, and there's actually an instance, if you ever watch Nelk Boys, you know, um, uh, Jesse... And um, Kyle, they uh, did a coke prank where they, um, they, you know, told a lot of people around them in the public, oh, we're selling drugs. And then the police officers would come to their car, ask them to step out. They'd be like, okay, we got coke in the car. You know, we got coke in the trunk. And this was in Mexico, you know. You know, know, it turns out fucking the police officers pop open the trunk. Boom. Look, fucking just coke, just regular coke cans, you know, like Coca-Cola. But, you know, they still get sent to the station. Why? No idea. They should have been letting out. The fucking woman goes, if you give me, if you'll give me 200, 200 Mexican, or Mexican dollars again, pesos. You give me like 200 to 500 pesos, I'll let you go free. But if you're not, you're going to stay here for another week. And, you know, they recorded it and she got in trouble. She got bribed or she was trying to bribe and she got arrested, you know, and that's exactly what that bitch deserves, you know, trying to take advantage of criminals here. I'm actually watching the movie called The Platform. It's a great movie, you know. It's the one where um it's the one where uh Stephen Shapiro, he fucking um he uh, has to fight his way against the corrupt system of uh of prisons and it's a uh, basically 500 floors. The flu- the food has to get to the bottom to to end the experience. It's just an absolute mess of a fucking movie. And there was a there was a scene in this movie which really reminded me a little bit about my about my own personal experience, you know, like my own type of self-reflection where, um, you know, Stephen Shapiro, he was driven to, um, and driven to the point where he was starving. So he, he had to, he had to take, you know, the measures and the, uh, he had to start looking into the options and start choosing which options he needed to survive. So, you know, he had to go and skin Bruce Jenner's um, body alive so that he could survive using her, her body as meat, as a suppliant for food and energy. And, you know, you got to start thinking, like, is that, is that really what you want to do? And he was doing this all for a college degree, you know, six months in the, in the, in the bin or in the pit for uh, just a, a, a college degree. Like, come on, dude, get fucking real. Like, know your choices, man. Like, this is not what you have to do. Guys, thank you all for listening this far. 
Um, if there's anyone that I used to have guested on my podcast listening right now, I don't like you guys. Guys, this is the fan segment. I got a few questions from some dedicated fans. I got um, a few from... I got three messages, and you guys... I asked you guys to call in and send your thoughts in, ask me some questions, and you guys did, and I just want to thank you guys for doing that, and uh, we got one from Erwin. South Carolina, man. South Carolina. Yeah, um, how do I respond? Well, you know, I mean, sadly, unfortunately, my colleagues aren't here to speak up for themselves, so I guess I got to speak for them. You know, I like to, I like to think that I like to stand out more than a lot of my colleagues. A lot of them are very bland-minded and, and not, too, not too leveled. And I think I am, I think I, I like to think of myself as a bridge between the, the normal and the psychologically advanced. And I like to, I just, I just like to, you know, I keep myself in check. That's how I keep myself mature, you know. There's nothing more to it. You know, you just keep yourself in check, know what you're capable of, and look at your options. And at the end, <laughs> you'll know exactly who comes up on top. Uh, thanks, Erwin, for sending your message. We got one from a Cindy. Hi! Oh my goodness, guys! Hi! I'm such a big fan of the front office officials! It's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard in my life! It's a message, and um, it's actually a question for um, Nick. Um, the question is, how do you keep yourself so humble and fluid throughout times like these, especially with Corona? I think I heard Irwin in the back over there, y'all. But um, listen, y'all. I mean, I I, I like to think. How do you stay? How do you stay humble? You know, you just gotta take a few moments out of your day to to really like sit down and just relax your mind and sit on a lawn chair, go on a long drive, listen to a little bit of Alice Smith, and just start thinking how grateful you should be for this universe and the way it's positioned you in its arc. You know. I think in a way I'm very grateful for the way it, it positioned me and its arc, you know. This universe is my daddy and I'm just its little farmer boy that that is just hoping to plant my seed and grow something more than just a sunflower, maybe a sunflower farm. And I think in a way it's it's sort of reflective for a lot of people that wanna stay humble but they can't. A lot of a lot of big personalities these days will become corrupted and start you know, diversing, or not diversing, they saw diver- diversing, diverging, diver- diversion, diversing, diversing away from, you know, the path of righteousness. And I think that's something that I've chosen to do uh, much more than a lot of people. And that's, that's more of like a, that's more of a personality type of thing, but I mean, it's not for me to say. And if you are looking for something like that, I guess, I guess you should think about it. This one is from Timothy. Hi, 
guys. Uh, my name is Timothy, calling from, uh, you know, the eastern end of the West Coast down by India. Oh, India. In the province. And, you know, I was just, I'm just looking for a little bit of advice from, specifically from Nick. And um, oh, okay. I'm just wondering, man, like, my girlfriend of five months just broke up with me. And it was a very, very disgusting and dirty argument we had and it just fell through and I, I do feel sorry for what I said and but at the same time I, I'm really angry and upset about what she said I'm just wondering if you ever been in this situation I just I just wanted to ask what you would do you know just a little bit of a of advice uh but uh thank you guys for listening I've been a big fan two years and uh yeah cool hey Timothy man like you know, you just got to keep looking up, man. Don't look down, bro. Don't look past you, man. Like when you're, that's what they say, man. When you're uh, running away, running away, running away from the killer, running away from the person trying to kill your dreams, they say, don't look back. And that's exactly what I got to say, man. Like, you know, you got, you just got to keep, keep your head up, man. You know, all bad things come to a close and you do sound like you're, uh, you do sound like you're pretty young, you know, a young, nubile kid. So you, you don't sound like you, you got so much more ahead of you, man. You know, you got a lot of opportunities and, and different chances to open up with other people. And that, that one girl isn't going to do it, bro. That one girl isn't going to bring you down, man. You got to jackhammer her, bro. Give her the fireball. You know what I mean? Give her the quick thrust, you know, slip it in and then get out of there. Okay. It's not someplace you want to stay around for, you know. You go in the Amazon rainforest, you go there for about 10 minutes to check out the sights. And then after 10 minutes, the fucking snakes come by ready to bite your ass, ready to make you look like Kylie Jenner on a hot Tuesday. And that's exactly what's going to happen with these type of girls, man. Keep yourself away from them, bro. And, you know, maybe one day you will find someone that that is, you know, capable of loving a person like you, you know. But all in all, man, like you'll get through it. I'll, I'll drop my number for you. And uh, you could, you know, shoot me an email every now and then. Tell me how things are going. See if you're getting any uh, rekindling in that relationship or if you find, find a new one. You Because know? I do, I do want to try to keep up with a lot of my fans. You know, I do appreciate them. But, um, guys, thanks. That was uh, the fan segment. Thank you all. Cindy, Timothy, and Erwin um, for uh, sending in your uh, entries, guys. You guys are the best. I mean, what else can we talk about, guys? I mean, how, how long has it been? 26 minutes. Fuck my ass. Okay, um, whew. you know, doctors touching kids and check, I already talked about that, shit. Hiccuping is from a form of jacking off, and I think, I do stand by that, I do think it's, I do think it's, it is a problem, but... You know, a theory is it does come from jacking off. And, it, you know, it actually makes sense, to be honest. I mean, you got to look at the, the way that it works. You know, it, it feels like it's coming from your heart or maybe your, your sternum, you know. But I feel like in like a weird way, like the way nerves connect to your brain, the way your veins connect to your, your inner body. I think, it, I think it, it, it connects somehow from your testicles or your um something like there all the way up to your mouth and out you know and i think maybe from like maybe the friction or the the velocity the velocity and ferocity the fer- ferocity ferocity ferocious the ferociousness 
of the velocity of the motion of the um the session i think that's what creates the hiccuping you know because you gotta think about it once your you know testicles you know once they once your little cooler balls lose their um their tension you know all that sweet sweet uh that sweet milk it what happens it runs dry and it needs air and how else do you get air other than hiccuping you know and i think that's how it works it makes you hiccup you breathe in air to stop it but it's more of like breathing air for oxygen flow and, and airflow to your balls and um i think it's just all a, a really confusing but connected system of nerves and pathways that do not matter you know but um yeah <sighs> okay it's uh we fit we hit four o'clock y'all it's cool i'm losing my mind i want to blow my fucking brains out this is gonna go downhill the money has corrupted the podcast it's taken a toll on my well-being i might need to take a break i don't know how long i can keep doing this i think that there's been a lot of tension arising and Things are going to get bumpy and rough, like the Himalayans. But like I said with Timothy, all things bad and good do pass. And this is just another traffic cone in the middle of a small two-lane highway. And I'm going to get past it, you know, I'm going to get past this barrier of, of evil temptation and, and corruption. My friends have abandoned me. They've taken the short route and left me. And I can't say that I didn't expect it. But with things like this, with, you know, with a living like this, with a hobby like this, with a hustle like this, you know, people grow envious and they grow hungry and starving and what other way do people destroy themselves and their friends other than being hungry you know and i could testify to the opposite fact you know in the contrary you see people saying inspirational quotes the most work you're going to get done is when you're hungry but in this way the most things you're going to destroy is when you're hungry you know when you're hungry you're ravaged you're an animal you're unstoppable. You just want to rampage through everything, you know, like Rampage Jackson. You're like the bear from The Revenant. Big, evil, spiky clawed. Wants to kill Leonardo, you know? And that's what my friends have become. They've become accustomed to the supporting of a money-making system. And I think that's, that's something I'm going to have to fix. And it is sad to see the route that that they have gone down, you know, and I'm not going to name any names, but a lot of them have, a lot of them have started doubting 
my capabilities and what I know I can do. And they started taking advantage of the way that I do in my style of podcast. And, you know, once that started happening, I started, I realized I'm not going to, that's something I can't let slide, you know, it's not something that's, that's easily forgivable, you know what I mean? So you got to start looking at this. Be careful who you got around you, you know? You don't know. You have no idea. They might be a fucking panda next minute. They're a, they're a throat slutting, uh, oh, sorry, throat cutting koala. That's what they are. Evil, conniving. There's no chivalry anymore. And like the Humble Few podcast a few episodes ago, money has destroyed them. And it is, it's very sad to see the character arc of some of my friends going from happy and clear to polluted and clouded. And, you know, I do get that everyone does have their, their temptations in life, but I'm just disappointed. But guys, let's see how far we've gotten. 33 minutes. I just want to say thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I'm going to cut it short. I'm not feeling it right now. It's 4 a.m. and I'm not feeling the vibe. And I don't know. You know, I think I think things will uh, will really resolve themselves out. But if you dirty, disgusting, incompetent animals that I call guests are listening this far in, just want to say you guys are not it. You're gone. You've lost your minds. Your hearts have been blacked out and blotted by the arrows of the Persians, blotting out the sun. That's you. Maybe you'll find... Maybe you'll find a way to forgive yourselves after what you've done. But thank you. Thank you, guys. Anyway, I mean, it's been a good run. 33 minutes... I'm probably going to come out with a podcast on Monday. I'm pretty tired. I mean, that's the only reason I'm ending it. I mean... Hmm. You guys should check out Anchorman 2. Uh, the platform. Snowpiercer. And... Dr. Strange Love. Yep, that's it. Guys, thanks for listening. It's been the front office officials. Or the front office official. And, uh, you know, it's been a good run. Love you guys. Don't just have a good night. Have an American night. Thanks for listening. Howdy.